BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and joining me today, friend of the podcast, friend of mine, friend of the show, friend of yours, everybody's favorite summer house castmate, Hannah Burner. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tay-Tay. The good thing is, is that you keep getting new jobs, so I keep having reasons to bring you back on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, of course, if you have been living under a rock, maybe you don't know this news, but the new news in the Hannah Burner resume club is that she's on a brand new show on Bravo. It comes on right after Watch What Happens Live every Sunday and Monday night at 10.30 EST and it is called Bravo's Chat Room and Hannah is one of four panelists on it and I'm so proud of her. I'm cavelling. <laughs> it's all from your training, Tay. It actually... No, I know. No, no, I know. Actually. No, like shooting <laughs> this show on a Zoom is impossible. I mean, not impossible, but it's like very difficult. To, it's like, gotta be. Especially with comedy, like to get the timing right. And like everyone talks after the next person talks. And like we're really getting a chemistry and a flow. And thank God we all like are really getting along. But it, it takes some skill to not want to punch yourself in the face when you like interrupt everyone or they interrupt you all the time. And you're just <laughs> trying to talk. But there I mean, was- me and you talk so much and we talk over each other the whole time. So it trained me well. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. There's actually a moment on it. And like, listen, let's be clear. Hannah Burner has been, was born a talent, okay? <laughs> For real, you are. You were a star. I think you, I mean, you thought that stardom was going to lead you to the tennis court professionally. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that actually prepared you for this portion of your life. Comedian, host, entertainer. But you really, I mean, your talent, you you have th- such raw, incredible talent. So Thank I really you. can't take credit. I like to pretend to take credit, but like I truly can't. No, but I like to give some credit where credit is due. But also it is so funny. I really did like feel like a failure because I didn't make it in the tennis world from like 21 to like 26. Yeah. I just thought I was a fucking loser. You, you probably like, thought that I, you, had, you had peaked, right? And then. Well, I was, was like, why end. did I commit my whole t- life to tennis? And then not make it. I'm like, that's called a loser. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, I know I'm funny, like with my friends, but like, I don't know. I didn't think I could ever get paid for it. So that's why, like, it's really been such a whirlwind. I'm just so grateful that like someone at Bravo was like, hey, that Hannah girl's kind of funny. Let's put her on a TV show. I'm going to say the most cliche, cheesiest shit right now, but like you are a champion and it doesn't matter if you're playing tennis or you're, you know, hosting your podcast or you're upstage doing comedy or you're holding your own in a cast of four incredible women on this show. Like you're a champion. You will always shine through. You're going to make me cry, Tay. Oh my God. No, I'm not crying. You're crying. You're going to make me cry. But I will say, so I want to give credit to all the credit to Hannah. It's all her talent. It's all her doing. Um, However, (laughs) (laughs) but I was watching. So you guys can check it out. Like I said, it's on Bravo. After Watch What Happens Live, 1030 p.m. EST. um, And it's on Sundays and Mondays because um, for right now, the hope is that more episodes get picked up and it's on forever. So Mm -hmm. go check it out. Support our girl. You can also watch it um, on the Bravo TV app because that's where I've been watching it. So I've only seen full disclosure at this point, episodes one and two. I know that there's three and four out, but I, I, I don't watch them live because I 
am a sweepy baby. Um, <laughs> and I, I need, I really need my beauty rest right now more than ever. So I haven't seen the last two episodes, but I saw the first two. And there was some part of the show where you said something and you said allegedly and it was like either Giselle or Portia were like ooh allegedly look at you and I was like I taught her that I taught her that (laughs) it's that's actually like we took that and we've been using it on Giggly Squad because an Us Weekly reporter was like yes say allegedly and you could say whatever the fuck you want of course so like allegedly is my favorite word for oh, someone who just talks shit. So I didn't teach you that. An you, Us Weekly reporter taught you that. In my brain, I thought it was, but I'll Bullshit. give you the credit. I'll give <laughs> I'll you the credit. The credit. You, I've heard you say allegedly all the time during your news reporting, but that's because you're a sketchy bitch like me. Yeah, exactly. You got to cover your ass with the allegedly's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for anyone who hasn't watched the show, um, it's Hannah Burner, Giselle, Portia, Kate Chastain from Below Deck. Um... A, a great cast. Tell everybody what the show's about if they haven't seen it yet. So the show is this half an hour of fun gossip where we talk about our personal lives, which is great because we're all on our own shows. We're like, we're not, we can't really control our narrative. So now we have a place where I could be like, this is what's happening with me. This is the update. And I feel like I can literally tell anyone anything I want, which is fun. And they really give us a lot of control. Then we go into pop culture which is like any story from fashion to like politics um we spoke on like Ruth Bader Ginsburg we spoke on Trump getting sick you guys are taking on like like stories I know I'm and I'm not one like I personally get um nausea when I watch the news like it it overwhelms me I think a lot of us can relate (laughs) to that right now so I'm one to just like I go on Twitter to just know what's like briefly happening. They're like, Hannah, can you speak on, you know, what your opinion is of, you know, when Melania said this about this? And I'm just like, uh, oh God. Uh. but I think it's relatable to have someone like me try to give my <laughs> <laughs> two cents on it. And then so we talk like, well, we talk about like Black Lives Matter. Yep. And like it, they don't really prep us. It's really they let us go. And like it really feels like you're at brunch with your girlfriends and some people talk and you're like, is OK. And then some other people talk. And you're like, that that makes more sense. So it, it really feels very comfortable and just chatty and no one's like stuck up or like telling people what to think or do. We're just giving opinions. It's like the youthful view that you actually want to watch. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> but the best part about it is we talk about Bravo shows. Like yes. right now, um, Potomac is airing and we get to like show a clip and ask Giselle, like, what were you actually thinking? Exactly. And talk on Bravo shows kind of breaking the fourth wall. Like we were talking about Dorinda and we all were like, I feel like Dorinda didn't want to film. And when you don't want to film, you are going to snap and get angry at like, things that aren't actually happening on the TV show because you're mad about filming in general and the audience can't understand that. I want to talk about this actually. So I saw that episode and you were the one that kind of, you really explained it and that's what is so cool. I love that you guys talk about like uh, political issues. I love that you guys are talking about pop culture outside of the Bravo sphere, but there is like an insular, you know, Bravo vibe to it that uh, all these other talking head shows you don't really get, right? Yeah, like Watch What Happens Live, you kind of get like people's opinions, but you, to have Bravo celebrities talking to other Bravo celebrities is a whole new thing. And there's something about being on reality TV that like you, the second you meet someone new, they just go, what's it like? What's it like? And it's so hard to explain it. But yes. when you have to do it, so when you meet someone else, so many other people who are on Bravo shows, you look at them and you're like, isn't this crazy? And like the, the most popular Bravo celebrities will be like, this shit is crazy. So you're to have bonded a so- by Bravo. Exactly. Exactly. A whole thing. And and I feel like, yes, other people are on reality TV shows. Maybe Bachelor Nation people talk to each other like this. But but I'm not really. But also, let's be honest. Bravo Nation, you could go on three dates, get voted off, not get a rose and have a million followers and then be like officially in Bravo Nation for 10 years. Not Bravo, Bachelor. Oh, sorry. Um, Excuse me. Bachelor Nation. Yes. So it's like Bravo. We are giving our entire lives, not just a a dating competition. We're all putting our entire lives out there. We all have different relationships with our cast. And every now and then you get a moment with another Bravo celebrity and you're like, do you fucking hate? this person and they're like they're the fucking worst and you're like i knew it i knew it 
But it is so interesting. And I think especially because, you know, for anybody who's a Bravo addict, a Bravo-holic, if you will, ha ha ha, hashtag, I'm a Bravo-holic. Um, <laughs> I, I went to that. So event. am I. <laughs> well, I know I'm not official, but it's weird because I'm legitimately a Bravo fan. I'm going from being a Bravo fan, like Million Dollar Matchmaker was my shit. And like I would watch, I'd always have Below Deck on in the bath background Vanderpump Rules got me over like the worst breakup of my life so like I love Bravo more than anything and then in two years to be sitting on like a talk show on Bravo it's really insane and I hope it just like inspires people to be like yeah just chase your dreams just that kind of bullshit because it's true it is true but it's just you know this past season of Beverly Hills Housewives yes um Denise Richards was breaking the fourth wall and thought she was going to get away with it. And then the producers in Bravo flipped the script in her and they're like, oh, hell no, bitch. You don't Bravo, Bravo, Bravo us. We Bravo, Bravo, Bravo you. And this is the first time that we've really like seen that fourth wall. And for anyone who doesn't know what the fourth wall is, it's basically like all the production, you know, like we see it very two dimensionally as viewers. We see the cast, their interactions, and that's where it ends. But like there is, and Hannah, you can speak to this. You guys, the people we're watching on camera, you're just a portion of what makes a show happen and also like the ecosystem of of in the yes. environment of being on a show the you guys fourth have wall is showrunners you have sound guys camera guys i mean it's a big family we're we're not seeing a portion of the family yeah the fourth wall is basically addressing the fact that we're shooting a tv show and exactly. at some point the drama can get intertwined with the fact you're shooting a tv show like denise didn't want to do some stuff because she didn't want to do it on camera that kind of thing and right. that's when you like there have been so many production related fights over the years that the audience will never know I mean even like Dorinda it explained that Dorinda was annoyed at Tinsley because she felt like Tinsley was lying and not telling her full side of the story with her and Scott and then wasn't there like Dorinda was mad that they lied that like Tinsley came in through Leah like and that's all production related stuff yeah and then when they were saying that Leah was on a list from Bethany Frankel and then Leah's like I've never met Bethany but it's like who would have thunk that Bethany Frankel was still giving Bravo a list of people for a cast of a show that she walked away from and kind of had like, you know, a bitterness. But doesn't it become so much more interesting when Bravo lets you in? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. Like it, it's I think this is the first year that it's really occurred to me and I've been a Bravo insider for a while so you know you would think I'm a little slow you would think mm-hmm. that I would have figured this out sooner but like it's really I've had like a Bravo epiphany a Bravo epiphany and it's like <laughs> oh my god like there is we as audience members have only, have only been getting like I'm gonna say 50% of the story for all these years there's so, there's even more depth but i do have to say to it i do have to say that in the final edits i really feel that bravo will always get to the truth of it all like yes. they really get to the truth but there's just a lot of details throughout but i think that it actually makes the show feel more real when there's those moments like even real housewives of new jersey when Teresa, they were like they're gonna play this and Teresa like freaked out and like like push the camera guy like that stuff makes it show that like everything is going to be aired that's important for story exactly but it's like so i feel like in step with bravo finally being like forget it we're ripping down the fourth wall this show kind of it falls under that umbrella you exactly. guys exactly because you guys are really giving your opinions you know giselle is on real houses of potomac awesome i just started watching it if you don't watch it watch it i heard um, it's Portia, one of the best housewives it's so good Portia, of course real houses in atlanta kate chastine was on below deck but has like mm-hmm. deep deep insight from all the seasons and then mm-hmm. of course hannah burner you have been on are on summer house which is going into we're going to be seeing it's what fifth season yeah. premiering and you're like in your third season on the show so at this yep. point you're you're a veteran <laughs> not yet not compared to the ladies i'm on the show with but it really is because you guys really you give perspective that we've just really never thought of and yeah to go back to this idea of dorinda because she had a terrible season and dorinda even it's like she wasn't in a good headspace like she didn't want to start filming what when you said that what are you talking about like as in like Filming requires you saying, okay, I'm going to play this game and be open to my life being on camera and I'm going to have to deal with obstacles that happen in my life and I want to like be myself in it. It's kind of like if you're at a meeting and you're in a bad mood. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and someone says something that you normally would like just be fine with and instead you're like can we not talk about that or you get like snippy with a coworker. that's it's literally just like someone who doesn't want to be at their job you know when you like start hating your job and then yes. you're just like not doing it well and being snippy with people that's basically what happened with Dorinda instead of sitting there and like listening to people and like you know giving people the benefit of the doubt or like being jokey she just was like I don't want to be here and everyone's fucking annoying me and that is what aired. And that's why I said, I don't think I love Dorinda. And I could see clearly like she was going through this breakup. She was she, like she was mourning still. And I just feel like she didn't want to be at work. So what are some things that reality TV people, right? Mm-hmm. Veterans, stars, Bravo celebrities, what have you need to do before they go into filming? Like, is there like a you have to be pumped up? You have to be pumped up and you have to be ready to like. You can't be hiding anything because okay, they will find number it. One. Number you one, cannot be hiding anything. Do not be hiding anything because you, you, Denise Richards, will get taken down. You will be taken down. Like, if you try to hide something, it creates more focus on what you're trying to hide. Right? Yes. It's like when you, like, have a secret or you, like, and don't tell it, it becomes bigger and bigger in your head. So, it's so I mean, this is something that I find just fascinating just in, in, in life, on camera or not on camera. But Lady Gaga, remember when she first like started to really hit her stride and she talked about how she studied like it was like the science of fame or the psychology mm. of fame. And so she came out of the gate being like, I fucked lots of dudes. I did all these drugs. Uh, you know, she like basically she just like all the skeletons in her closet. She ripped out, threw on the ground and they crumbled into a million pieces. And she's like, I've said it all. Mention it all. She mentioned it all. And then she's like, now I'm Teflon because you can't take me down because I've already told you all the bad things. Or But there or- are conspiracy theories that she did murder someone. Oh, that's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? I Do you forgot remember? about that. There's like a Twitter thread that like she copied some girl who was just like Lady Gaga. Like who was. And killed her. And killed her. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. I'm here for it. I'm going it's on It's a Reddit conspiracy the theory. I love Lady Gaga. But if you're bored <laughs> during quarantine, just go on Twitter and look up Lady Gaga murder. Sounds like a lot of people right now. That's what they're doing. And they're all like convinced like Lady Gaga is a murderer. Send her to jail. <laughs> but I do love Lady Gaga in terms of being like, oh, you're going to break up with me. Like I you're going to hear my name in every fucking supermarket, bar, everywhere you go, turn on the TV, it's you're going to see me. And I for late if you haven't seen Lady Gaga 5 foot 2 documentary, I love watching female so documentaries. It's so, so good. fucking good and you get so inspired. And also she said that all these guys break up with her whenever she gets something new in her career. Like when she got the movie, Taylor broke up with her. When she got you know, the Super Bowl, so-and-so broke up with her. And it, she's just a badass and she shows that being successful as a woman can be difficult sometimes. When it comes to your romantic life. We're going to talk about your romantic life in just a little bit, by the way. Yeah. But I do, I, it is fascinating to me. Like, I'm always, I, I had somebody in my life. Oh, no longer, thank you. Not, the person is not deceased. They're just not in my life anymore. Yeah. Um, and this person was so... Like, had like as the longer I got to know this person, I'm like, you have so many secrets and Ugh. so many skeletons. And it's like making, and, and yet you're doubling down. Like, those who live in glass houses, those cast stones. Like, I couldn't believe her balls given all of her secrets. And I remember thinking, like, her secrets are exhausting me. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine how, like, I remember thinking to myself, why doesn't she just own the secrets? Because making it a secret makes it way more scandalous than if she was just like, yeah, that happened. And well, now it's almost like when someone talks shit for, like, no reason or says, like, something and you're like, wait, so what does this person say about me when I'm gone? It's like when you hear someone's secret, you're like, Wait, wait, wait. You're keeping that a secret? How many other secrets could you possibly have? I always feel like the truth, too, is way more palatable than, like, when people fill in the blanks. Yes. Usually what we can create in our minds is 10 times more terrifying. Well, a secret at some point becomes a lie. Like if you have to start lying to like get around your secret and then that means everything you experience in life, you have to put through that lie filter to make sense. And then too many lie filters. Next thing you know, who are you? Exactly. You know what's so interesting? So... I try to live myself as honestly as possible. But like at the same time, like for example, when I was going to come out about dating my girlfriend Taylor, I remember my mom was like, you don't have to share your whole life with the world. And I was like, that's <laughs> literally what I signed up to do. So actually I do. <laughs> and my mom was like, it's private. And I'm like, mom, at some point I have to like, you know, 
tell the world about my life. And also, I'm proud of my relationship. But that's the thing is like, you know, and also I have face the reality like you have yes. to face the reality and I and I have compassion for people who have secrets in their lives and they don't feel like they can live honestly. That makes me really sad for them. Yes. Because at the end of the day, they're the one that's suffering. But like for me, it's like, do I have any skeletons in my closet? I actually saw recently somebody was like, there was a post about me somewhere. Someone had screenshotted it to me. Thanks for that. That's like when someone talks shit about you behind your back and then your friend's like, I was at a brunch. You want to know what everyone said about you in actual detail? You're like, no, I don't. <laughs> Just tell me. Watch but now out I do person. need to know. Now I do need to know. <laughs> but it's like, don't screenshot me mean shit and send it to me. Like, you're also a part of the problem now, too. Oh, 100%. Whatever. But I, but on, but on this thread, somebody had written like, um, I can't wait to see what, what, you know, all Taylor's dirty, like skeletons in her closet. And I thought to myself at first, I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> like there are none like I've already owned pretty much all of them I mean are there some specific stories pretty much from college that like I haven't like elaborated on yes of course <laughs> like, like cause I don't remember them I was blackout <laughs> This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Rory. Personalized skincare sounds very fancy and intimidating. But with Rory, you can have a brand new skincare routine crafted just for you without ever leaving the comfort of your couch. Now that's what I'm talking about. Rory is a digital health clinic just for women that can help treat all your skincare concerns from breakouts to redness. I have both. Not to brag. Getting started is simple. Complete a free online consultation at hellorory.com slash Taylor. And you're going to hear back from a U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. If appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you with free two-day shipping. Rory is there every step of the way. You always have access to your healthcare professional for questions or to make changes to your treatment. There's no commitments and you can cancel any time. Just go to hellorory.com slash Taylor to try out your personalized treatment for just $5. It's incredible. That's hellorory.com slash Taylor for a free consultation and $5 for your first order. Again, one more time, hellorory, H-E-L-L-O, R-O-R-Y dot com slash Taylor T-A-Y-L-O-R to get your first order for $5. And now to the podcast. Because you're on Bravo's chat room. Yeah. And you guys haven't addressed this yet. I'm going to make you address it as Hannah Burner from Bravo's chat room. Okay. Okay. What is your opinion on Denise Richards? Do you think she's a total liar? She got caught in a lie and she just doubled down and kept lying? Or is there a world with your Bravo library experience where literally she is the ultimate victim and people are completely making shit up? Well, I always believe that when there's smoke, there's fire. Agreed. Which, as we can tell, Brandy is not coming out of nowhere. However, I don't know if like all the details are right, but I do know that Denise is hiding something. And that's why like you'll be pushed. Like, remember when she tried to leave and the producers like you can't just leave like that's not going to help the situation. I think yeah. the producers kind of knew that something had happened and they like forced her on a trip where she like literally couldn't leave to like get her to try to answer things. And they try to get like Lisa Rinna to call her out as her closest friend. And I think Rinna, Rinna just wanted the best possible show. And if Rinna could have gotten Denise to say, yeah, I did it, it would have been epic. But instead it looked like Rinna was like just bullying her. When, when Rinna was like this, you're so angry. Yeah. I was like, Rinna, this isn't a soap opera that you're on, okay? This They're isn't your diaper commercial, okay? But the problem with Beverly Hills is that there's all this lead up for something and they make one thing like um, Lucy Goosey Juicy and <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Cardi B's next song. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Denise possibly hooking up with Brandy drunkenly once or twice. The entire the entire show where then you look at Potomac and it's like girls are getting their ass beat and like there's way more exciting things happening. So I feel like Beverly Hills is so into the marketing and drama of it all when it's like, let's get some real drama. I know. I mean, but what do you think? What do you think Denise did? Do you think I she think that Denise I think that Denise has some like um, 
maybe some stuff in her marriage that they've decided on, but she doesn't want to make it public. Because okay. it also is so weird how in the beginning she was so like, let's not talk about threesomes. And now they're like, you're like fucking other women with your husband <laughs> in the house. But it's so it's it's they just honestly, Denise got a season two edit. Explain to the audience what that is. Okay, season one, ev- everyone needs to like like the new girl. It's hard. A new girl came in. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They and production want you to be is likeable. behind you. Yes. Because they want you to succeed. Because especially if you're coming in to replace somebody like Lisa Vanderpump, who's yes. a fan favorite, they're like, oh, hell no. We're not going to yeah. lose the audience over Lisa. We're going to replace her and do her one better. But like season two, they got to focus... You know, on Garcelle, they got to focus on Sutton. And and notice Garcelle, I love Garcelle, but like she was, you know, they they show, they have to educate the audience. So they show your family, they show your children, they get you to care because that's the thing. They have to get you to care about these people or you don't care about the drama when it turns bad season two. We all cared about Denise because we all fell in love with her season one being like, we are obsessed with her personality, everything. So when there was fighting, you cared. So like even Sutton, they made us care they showed the likability of her so season two now that we care about them now they need to fall (laughs) so that we can either like bravo is literally about picking sides so it's like but you don't care it's like you know you don't watch a sport with teams you don't care about or any sport if you don't care yeah that's the thing they have to make you care about them and like that's also what i said with like Leah McSweeney she's incredible and has star power but we they've made us care about her so much so much we need, to, we need to forget Bethany and I can't wait for her season two because not, it's gonna not be because it's going to be like she already got herself in so much stuff but it's gonna be hard where you're gonna they like to make it gray where you're like wait I thought I felt this way about these people but is it not like I, I, it's fascinating it's truly fascinating well it is because like that's exactly describes the way that i felt about denise's season like i was like i know she's wrong but i really don't want it to be true yes and that's why you're feeling all these emotions and you have to keep watching i I was so conflicted the whole season and even when i'm like looking i'm like she's guilty as sin i'm like i'm rooting for her like i'm like i'm like in some world could brandy just completely make this up and i'm like i know better than that but But it's also like brandy did not even get that much screen time they didn't even let her go on the reunion so it's not like brandy like got that much out of it but uh, also no one's walking around saying brandy is like the truth teller here right it's just right. that like i don't know wait i have a question so you've already filmed summer house it comes out what january yeah, we don't know we okay. don't know but probably like january february march who knows so have you already had your season two hannah burner or are you getting i haven't up? yet i haven't you, yet well this is the yet. thing last summer could have been bad well could like have. it got it got cloudy you know where it's like well we i did like see you have sex but you're okay with that i'm okay with that that's called empowering women to feel pleasure on <laughs> national television <laughs> letting them know it's okay it's okay to let a guy go down on you forever and not reciprocate <laughs> that actually is a very very powerful i thought message. it was a fucking power you, move megan the stallion and cardi b are <laughs> whopping it up <laughs> But if you think about last season, if I wasn't totally open and expressing my feelings from day one about like how I felt with Luke, the audience would not have been like, let the girl have fun. Because if I hadn't been speaking about like, obviously, I'm just like trying to have sex with this guy and like, yeah, like I have feelings for him, but it's not like, obviously, I want to have feelings for the guy I want to have sex with. I'm not like, like, you know, when a girl, your girl wants to date a guy. Um, but I was, I was just confused by him, but like he was hot (laughs) and because I expressed that when Amanda and Paige were like, don't do it. Like he's a terrible person. People, people could take both sides. They could be like, they're being protective, great friends, or they could be like, let Hannah have fun. So this leads to my second thing. Cause I had said the two things that you have to do to prepare to film. One is be completely no secrets, make sure it's yep. all open. And two is really get in touch with your feelings, which is my hardest part. Cuz in reality, well, I feel TV, like you're an open book. I or am have you become more. I've Actually, become more. I take that back. I have seen I have known you now for what? 2 years? 3. 3. I have seen so much growth from you. It's unbelievable. So actually, yes, that makes sense. Well, you're forced to be like, how did that make you feel? Where I'm used to just suppressing shit, as most people do. You know? Normal people. 
normal people. So you're forced to like when you go in, you have to decide how do I feel about every single person I'm hanging out with? How do I feel about all my friends? Where do I stand with them? And when they do something, how do I feel now? So like you have to constantly make decisions about how you feel. Oh, and I like if you're so good on reality TV, but if I you're overall, so my feeling. if you're overall in just a bad mood, like Dorinda, then it's like everything is negative, and that's oh. not normal. Question: Is there a way to escape the inevitable? "Quote unquote," we're calling it season two, but what we're really say, saying is a bad season where you don't look great. Is the way to escape it is by being completely what you said, completely open and vulnerable. Yes. Because if you cuz everyone can relate to you making mistakes. It's if you try to hide them or pretend they're not happening, a la Denise or you know even like Tinsley didn't have a great season cuz she was like hiding the Scott thing. Dorinda was like hiding the real reason which is like she didn't want to be there and she hated everyone. Right. So it's like like with my season 2, I was so open about just like how I was kind of confused about Luke <laughs> that like people were like Everyone could have related to my situation. So as long as you're open and honest, you will burn, but then you will like come back out of the flames. Like like a phoenix from the ashes. Like a phoenix from the ashes. Because the show, I go in not being like, how do I look great? That's If you're doing that for reality TV, you're going to burn in hell. No Is there somebody in your cast that you think does that opposite of what you just said? I think that a lot of people are in a lot of reality shows are guilty of it. How about this? What percentage of Bravo celebrities do you think go into their seasons with an open heart, with total truth in connection with their feelings versus that don't do that? Well, the thing is that statement alone is hard for anyone. So what happens, the reason why a lot of us, I think, grow and mature during this process is because we will go in thinking one type of way and leave the season being like, wow, I didn't even understand how I was really feeling. Or like right. what my truth was. Like right. you will sometimes find your truth, but you have to be open to it. Then some people are great on reality TV because they're just delusional. Yes. That's so like, another thing. That's Some people believe their lie so strong or like their lies. That yeah, they they're become, lying to the audience, to production, yes. but they're also lying to themselves. And that could be great reality TV, but that's when you get a villain. That's how a villain emerges. Got you. Or sometimes do those people, somebody once told me this. A Bravo celebrity. I'll keep their identity sacred and secret. They said the people that the audience usually like on the show are monsters behind the scenes. Mm. And the people that become the villains, if you will, are usually the most open, genuine, authentic people. Okay, that I don't agree with that. Okay, good. However, I do agree that there are some people who are vulnerable and open and honest and real they get the better edits. Okay. They really do. I would like, like for to example, think that. Like, I even will bring up Vanderpump. Like, people liked Stasi because she was being open and real, even when she was like bitchy. Yeah. At least she yeah. was being herself. But, uh, Vanderpump is, a, is such a great example of a show. Like, even Kristen Doty. I mean, why do I have to bring her up? Yeah, but, like, why, what are you doing to me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm saying, like, she. All reality shows, like even Lala, like she was hated. Yeah, she was being being like so fake. fake She's hiding shit. Okay, this is the example I want. Yes, Lala was being so fake, hiding like her guy, like and everyone's like, "Who bought your car? I bought my car as a hostess." But you you, come to my ass. In that moment, the people calling her out could look bitchy. When in their head, they're like, we're just calling you out, being honest. And everyone's like, leave Lala alone because Lala was hiding it. But then eventually it starts to add up where you're like, something's fishy if everyone <laughs> feels a type of way. And then once Lala was like, this is my man. I have trouble with drinking, da, da, da. But this is the thing. If you try to look a type of way on TV, it never works. You in can't control run. how you, you look. May, maybe exactly. for you get one season of it, but never in yeah. the long run. My thing is these shows for me are like, I will make my mistakes and then you watch me resolve it. And I try or try to resolve it. And that's what human nature is. So if you relate to it, great. And if you don't, you don't. Everyone's watching me through their own lens of their own personal life and experiences. And that's how I sleep at night. (laughs) You should. No, you're you are really bringing it. You are. You're being super vulnerable. Speaking of which, though. So you are now dating someone new. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's one thing to be like super like in your own feelings and taking responsibility and being a wide open book and being vulnerable when you're flying out solo. 
But when here are the things that can make you vulnerable, right? Potentially children because you're protecting them. Somebody made up like a rule a million years ago that like kids are off limits, which is such a fucking lie. Um, I don't know what age they're back on limits, but I think it's about 16. Like when they can you drive. mean to like bring them up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like every Housewife franchise, they're like, kids are off limits. And it's like, well, until what That's age? what Biden should have said during the debate. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Jesus, well, that was a. Andy Cohen should have been there to navigate it, that. When one. Trump brought up like his son using drugs, but again, that was brilliant. That then Biden, instead of being like, D- I don't want to talk about it, he goes, "Yes, my son was an addict." Yeah, as a lot of sons or daughters or yep. people have been, and he's resu- so it's like he admits that there was a problem. Boom. Good. Exactly. He could be a housewife. He'd be great on the housewives. <laughs> and so would Trump. <laughs> Quite frankly, so would Trump. Oh my God, I'd love to see Trump and Ramona like have a fight. Oh, me too. <laughs> and then they'd end up having sex and then Ramona would poop in the bed, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> and then Trump would rub it on his face so he looked tan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Allegedly. 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 So I think kids are definitely put you in a vulnerable spot and then spouses put you in a vulnerable spot, right? Because you're, you might be an open book about yourself, but then you can be super protective over your spouse. Like for me, Taylor is my, my girlfriend, Taylor, if you don't know. If, first of all, if you don't know, fuck you. Uh, Like, do you even know me? But Taylor is my Achilles heel because I'm, I am, I'm not protective over myself at all anymore. I am like vag out, you know, given all like having like yeah. filterless, like take yeah, but all you, my soul, but her I'm protective over. It's hard because you have to go in so open and not protective of yourself, but then have certain people in your life that you are protective of. And that takes like experience. Cause I know when I first, I've gotten in trouble multiple times for maybe like telling a story about a friend I shouldn't have told. But at the time you just are like, this is entertaining. This isn't that bad, but they didn't sign up for that necessarily. Right. But then like you but then some people in your life want you to talk about them all the time and they're like using you for that. So like it really is a hard process. So, okay, so let's just go over what's going on in your life right now. So we've got you Summer House coming up, done shooting Summer House is coming up. Now you're on this brand new show on Bravo. You guys can check it out. It's called Bravo's Chat Room. Sundays and Mondays on Bravo, right after Watch What Happens Live. I also, I just want to say your mom's cameo on the show. Adorable. I love your mom so much. Oh, I think we're working on a Nana cameo. Oh, Nana's, my Nana God. still got it on Instagram, guys. Follow my grandma. Yeah, thanks. She's for, about to blow the fuck up. Yeah, thanks for not shouting out my Instagram. <laughs> it's fine. Only other person. Tay, you just me. learned how to use Instagram yesterday. <laughs> Truly. And I'll forget how to use it tomorrow um but also a big topic of conversation on a couple episodes of bravo's chat room has been about your newfound love your relationship with des who you guys know i love i had him on taste of taylor a couple of weeks ago go check it out if you didn't listen to it he is People so are going delicious. nuts over that episode he's so delicious and so delightful you know i've stand him and i've shipped the two of you since i found out and i am so here for your relationships which means i'm very protective over it so there is you know a couple of those ladies, I'm not going to name names on Bravo's chat room, but there was a couple of people that were like, you know, asking some shady questions. I forget who it was, but somebody said something about to your mom about like oh, yeah. that you were dating your peer. I was like, shut the fuck up, your <laughs> well, peer. He is 44 and my mom's 55. And I yeah. joke like they'll talk about the 80s together and I'll feel a little left out. But besides <laughs> that, I'm fine. <laughs> but... So how is your relationship going on with Des? Oh, nothing but support here. Oh my God. Thank you, baby. Well, I I'm, love. I love that he went on this podcast because he's a comedian and it's funny. You talk about protecting each other. We are in a place. Well, I went on Caller Daddy yeah, wait, recently. Wait. Let, yeah. Let's put a pin on like Des. We'll catch up. So, but I, I wanted on? to say right before I went on Caller Daddy, we're like in the car and he's dropping me off and I'm like, wish me luck. And he's like, I just want to let you know. Whatever you have to say, say it like anything. And I was like, I will marry you right now. I love that. Honestly, that is so important, especially when you're dating in your relationship with someone like a Hannah. You know, I mean, 
On but top also of it makes me love him more to be like, I'm very, as someone who's very honest, it could be scary because you're like, what's she going to say? But it means like, if I'm in love with you and I care about you so much, you will not see a negative thing out there about you. I'll poke fun at you. I'll, right. I'll make fun of you, but it's, it'll all come from such a loving place. But if I don't like you, I can't help but say passive aggressive things about you on po- podcasts. Because <laughs> that's my truth. That's how yes, you made me feel. also giving you permission to be honest, speak your truth, and he's not going to get mad. He's not, he's clearly not image obsessed, which is exactly what you need. Also, I'm the same way where like, he'll literally be like, hey, like I talked about this on a pot and I go, I don't care. Like, I really don't care. You don't have to tell me. Like, I don't care. Right. I just don't care. You trust each other. Yeah. And so it's nice to be in a relationship. Like, for example, today, like I'm out here on the deck doing this podcast and he has like a TV interview inside and then we'll like go in and talk about it. Like he just kind of understands my life. And he's at a, I think dating an older guy who's at a different part of his career is great for me because I don't we don't have like a competition thing happening. He's he's so confident in himself because he's already like established so many things in his career. Right. But he, and he's just kind of rooting for me and on my team and I'm rooting for him. We joke. I, he's like, honestly, because he's basically fired from stand-up comedy because he can't do this tour he had in Ireland. Well, the pandemic has fired anybody who was on tour from their job. Yeah. Yes. So now he plays volleyball. He plays golf. He's like a retired man. <laughs> and I'm getting all these this work, like, thank the Lord. But he's like, honestly, I like this. You could be my sugar mama. I'll stay home, take care of the kids. And I'm like, honestly, I love that. Like, I just want to work all the time. And I I'm know. like, this is kind of working out. Like, See, Lady Gaga <laughs> needs to get herself a zaddy. <laughs> is Lady Gaga still with that dude? I don't know. She needs to be with Bradley Cooper, but don't even get me started on that one. I love how Lady Gaga is so prevalent in this podcast. Uh, I don't me know too. Why. I'm here for it. But you know what? That's the thing. Like, I will say, full disclosure, in, in the spirit of this podcast and being completely honest, when I first got together with Tay, she was a nanny, you know? So yeah. I was clearly like in my career, the breadwinner. And I found that stressful because I was kind of raised in a traditional household where the man takes on those roles. So I found it stressful, but simultaneously like really empowering that I mm-hmm. like was in that position. And then when Taylor started to like get out of nannying and really like grow in her career in videography and editing and stuff, I was so proud of her and also relieved. Let's be clear, because like I needed some help financially speaking. Um, (laughs) But I did have moments, bratty moments where I would get like, I guess, competitive or insecure or be like, if she gets a job, let's like really fucking cool. She's going to leave me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of like that that dicky guy that we all hate, you know? Mm. I was Lady Gaga's <laughs> previous boyfriends. Um, but now I'm in a spot where like, I'm like, girl, you be my sugar mama. I am tired. <laughs> but you also, make the money. I'm like loving the challenges of relationships. Like I've been in relationships where I never fought the whole time. And that's then not I'd a relationship. It. Cause I like literally didn't care. Like anything he did, I'd be like, I don't care to like help us grow or like call you out on this to change how you're acting. I'm like, cause I don't give a fuck. And I didn't realize that. Or I would never fight because I like really wanted the guy to like me and the power struggle was like off. And I just was like, I'll do whatever he wants. So he likes me. And then I end up hating myself. Cause I'm like, who's this mouse of a person and him stuffing it down. Yeah. So with Des, it's so great because like we've basically moved in together in the Hampton, in his place in West Hampton. And we're immediately like putting together Ikea beds, like figuring out how to make dinner when neither of us cook. These are the things that couples fight about. Redecorate. Like we, (laughs) I'm like, and everyone's like, is it a little too soon? And I'm like, you know what? Kate Chastain was joking with me about this. She's like, first date should just be at the DMV. If you can handle it, then like, because in quarantine, a week in quarantine, I feel like is a month out of quarantine. So we are in this like intensive relationship. And I find for the first time, like I can speak out about how I feel. Even little things like, can we turn off the air conditioner? And like, normally I'd be worried, like, God forbid I make them feel uncomfortable. Don't mind me over here with 18 sweatshirts on. Whatever comfortable (laughs) temperature you're comfortable at. Exactly. Pneumonia is like not even that bad. It's fine. (laughs) So we're like navigating these things. But we're so emotionally close because I was filming something and I wasn't able to see him for a while. So we like had this yearning for each other. But now that we're together, like my deepest fear is like, oh, wait, was it just the idea of me that he fell in love with when I was gone? Or, like, is he really going to love me, me? So we're dealing with that now. Um, And I'm just being, like, full-on myself, and we're seeing how it goes. 
And how is it going? So it's far, going so good. well. He met my brother yesterday. He's met my parents. Um, we you, play mean, vol- you mean his peers? <laughs> yes, he's met his peers. He has new friends. I was like, hang out with these people. They're more similar to you. <laughs> but like, we we have just so much. We it's like I feel like a good relationship is when you just have a constant conversation forever, like just yep. a nice conversation forever. And like we bond over comedy. We have a lot of the same friends and people that we could talk about. Like, you know, this guy, you know, that guy It's always a good conversation. And then we love sports. We've been watching the French Open like all week. We just put on tennis. And those are little things that like no, you being compatible can't take for granted. is very important in a relationship. I think is like sex and desire and passion very important yes it's incredibly important but so is compatibility like but even little to things like, like to do the same things we had a two-hour drive yesterday and i've dated the like pretentious guys who like i'll put on akon and they'll be like oh this music is so bad and like i'm like oh whatever like he's tall i don't care but like there's something nice that i can like i was putting on like all these funny like songs that I liked from my childhood in the 2000s and then I was putting on old like 80s love songs and he was going nuts and like we just had so much fun and those they seem like such little unimportant things but they're actually the most important things because it's easy to have like a romantic candlelit dinner with someone over wine I could enjoy yeah. that with anything no with, along with myself yes it's the yes. mundane so we're immediately putting ourselves in the mundane which I think is scary but the fact that we're like handling it is nice. I'm just like, I'm in love right now. I know you are. And I'm so happy. And I don't want to put a Kenahara on this, but like, I really think that you guys are going to get married soon. <laughs> and it's I'm so, so weird. here for it. It's so weird. The amount of people that have said that to me, because no one has said that to me ever about any boyfriend I've been with. Ever. And you know me, I've, I I do not. Yes. You death about your relationship. Oh no. Yeah. You have not been a fan of really anyone. Nope. No, ma'am. I have not. <laughs> I don't and then you literally told me you wanted to have sex with Des last week. So. I did tell you I wanted to have that. Yes, yes. You're welcome. <laughs> Which I love. It's the most flattering thing to hear. But, oh, I have a question because we we're talking Go. about being open. I am an open book to the point that I'm like, Des, these are the guys I've dated. This is what happened. This is why it didn't end. And he's like, I don't want to know. And I'm like, okay. But then, and then he won't talk about his relationships. You're wrong. And then I'm You're like, wrong. what are you fucking hiding, bro? And he's like, no, it's just not healthy to talk about it. Did I tell you the one story he told me was like how he lost his virginity to this girl, Emily? Yes, and then you were, wait, tell the story because that was on the yeah. Taylor Strecker show. So I it was like, hear this. It was, I don't get jealous if a guy is like talking about like, yeah, I hooked up with some girl. But like if there's any little sliver of emotion... I have an issue and something about him losing his virginity in that story. He had, li- he had a little too much emotion in the story to the point that I was like, well, why don't you go fuck Emily then? And he's like, <laughs> Hannah, I was 13 years old. She has a family and like, li- like she has a family now. And I'm like, she's 44 with a family. I'm like, go fuck Emily. If you enjoyed it so much. He was like, just like, my first time was nice with somebody I trust. And you're like, I, I was like, literally right now never t- and lose, lose my, my number. number. <laughs> like whenever I get a little pissed, I'm like, I wonder. See what Emily says. Go call Emily. <laughs> You're such a fucking bitch. And it's like funny because I like can't actually be jealous about it. But then from that, he like can't trust me to tell me anything. Well, you did. You done did it to your damn self, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like talking about past relationships. It's interesting because. It's it's interesting with my relationship because I'm Tay's like only official relationship. I know she had like hookups and like maybe like, I don't know, like weeks long or maybe like a couple months max long things, but like nothing like substantial. Yeah. So and I take such deep pleasure in that. Like I know that like nobody was ever important to her. But like I was married and I mean, granted, all my relationships were with men. So I think maybe that's the comfort to her because like she always likes to tell me you're a lesbian. And then I fight and I'm like, no, I'm not. You're the lesbian that turned me. (laughs) But um, like she'll literally be like, you're a lesbian. And I'm like, you're a lesbian. (laughs) Also, I realize I think when I don't like a guy that much, I like hearing about his exes because I like hearing that other girls liked him. Yes. when you really like a guy and he starts telling you about girls who liked him that he liked, you hurt your own damn feelings. Like, I actually get sick. Like, I actually get sick when he tells me stories. He's 100% right. There's no need for it. Like, Tay can hear me talk about Wasbin because she knows I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and, and probably never really did. Like, I remember one time when I was with Wasbin, 
one of like our quote unquote friends, loose term. She was a monster person. Um, <laughs> she was like, I, I don't know if anyone told you this, but husband, we'll just, we'll call him Chad. Okay. That's not his name. We'll call him Chad. He's a Chad. Um, I know, I know. And nobody ever told you this, but Chad hooked up, had like, like a, like a month, like weekend long affair with so-and-so's now wife. Like when they were, I don't know, like on a break or whatever. And this girl was like a gorgeous model. So this bitch was telling me to make me jealous. And I was like, yes, Chad, get it. Because I found Chad at times so unappealing that it made me feel better that a model would fuck him, you know? <laughs> also, it's but, called money. It's called money. But that's bad. That's bad. You know, yeah. when I found that you Taylor need to feel up- sick to your stomach. What I say to yes. a lot of girls when they're like, should I break up with a guy? First of all, if you have to ask, you should. Second of all, <laughs> that's like my new thing. I'm like, if you have to ask, does this guy like me? He doesn't. Or if you're like, do I like him? You don't. And I basically always say, if he were to move on with someone else, how would that make you feel? And if they go, you know what? I'd be happy that he's happy. I'm like, get the fuck out. Then you but hate if you're, him. <laughs> yeah, you hate him. But if she's like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. I but also she wouldn't even feel that way if she was asking. The point is, it's good that I'm sick to my stomach and he's actually being super mature because I've had exes use their exes as a control tactic with me yes like actually be like well i hated when my ex did this and when my ex did that we fought and i hated when she would do this and in my head i'm just naturally as a human being noting like okay well don't tell him he can't watch football and make sure that you're never late and make sure that you clean up all the time like that's him just manipulating me so the fact that des is like look life hasn't begun until i met you oh. i'm like i love oh. that <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about, people. Exactly. Exactly. I found out this one time that Tay was hooking up with this girl who was like a beauty queen. Don't even get me started. Which made me like so mad because Tay says her type is like brunette and chubby. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that girl is not brunette nor (laughs) is she chubby. And I'm like, you're lying to me about your type. I lost my shit. Like I went psychococo. And... um. It was one of the biggest fights we ever got into, and it's because I was so jealous. Like, I know people are like, jealousy is bad. If you don't have any jealousy at you hate all them. in your romantic relationship, you're not that into them. Like, I'm not saying, like, jealousy that will, like, ruin your relationship. Like, I, like, you know, I'm not, like, saying, like, Taylor You're not, can't. like, checking her phone every night. Only every other night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did she say to make you feel better? Because I hate, if a guy's dated Oh, I made her stop past. following her on Instagram. I made her. I forced her to. And I was like, you will never speak to her again. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, for real. Like, I can't handle this. So you have to. And she was like, fine. She means nothing to me. And I was like, exactly. That's what I need to hear. She means nothing to me. Like, I was watching Sex in the City the other day. I've been on a kick. And remember, we all remember, Carrie's the worst. She fucking cheated on, on Aiden with Big. Mm-hmm. She gets Aiden back finally, and then Big's calling, leaving voicemails, and Aiden's like, I hate that he calls here. He needs to be out of your life. And Carrie's like, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. He is in my life. It's like, bitch, you cheated with him. Yeah. That is not an that is not an unreasonable. I've actually request. heard a quote like, if you've ever liked someone and you're with someone new, that person can never be in your life in no form. Or what, people being friends with their exes, I'm sorry. Find real friends. Because if that person had feelings, if there were any feelings ever, they should not still be in your life as out of respect for your significant other. I remember I had an ex in my life that like we ended things, but there was always like a candle that I was a little bit burning for him. And like yeah. when like things were bad in my marriage, I would like think about him, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember like things were really bad in my, the marriage and he would like lived in LA, but he had like come into New York City and I was at the Soho house with very mutual friends of ours, like like that I like, like probably our closest couple friends that we had when we were together. And I had just rekindled a relationship with them because I wanted to like, they were his people. I, I like let him have them for like years. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like telling this friend of mine how bad things were in the marriage. And then like that, this guy, my ex was in town and I was like, I think maybe we should just like meet up. And she was like, no. No, 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 no. Bad idea. She's like, you are in such a bad space right now. You're both going to make such bad decisions. Like that was this like, yeah, I, I just I can't. I, I mean, a part of me respects people that can be friends with their exes. 
Like, listen, if you have kids and you have to co-parent, that's a totally yes. different thing. Yeah. But like, if you're like, you didn't have kids together and you're just like still going to be besties, like. Like you're going to text them and catch up with them. Like that's you being selfish. That's you wanting your cake and to eat it too and just to have more attention from more people. It kind of does. I mean, maybe there are some massive exceptions to that rule, but like there are exceptions. Did you ever have like a crush on a girl while being with husband? No, I'm not a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, you're the best. I love you. (laughs) Well, anyway, okay, so I'm well, I'm so proud of you. And right before I let you go, I have to let you go. I've had you for so long. Um, What's going on with the caller daddy stuff? I saw that you posted. So when I first went on, it was truly magical. Like we really hit it off like how. There are like three people in my life who I have podcast chemistry with that's like insanity. It's Taylor Strecker, yes. Paige DeSorbo, yes. and Alex Cooper. Like yep. when I'm with you guys, I, I don't even think it just becomes this like banter that is next level that I just have so much fun doing. Same. And I think Alex, she was with Sophia for so long and then she had some like random people on, but she was getting these girls who had tons of followers, but not like necessarily podcasters. So like they yeah. were interesting in other ways, but not in the kind of like comedy podcast banter. So I went on and we just had, we recorded for like two hours. She ended up doing, having like an episode and another a episode. Double episode. Yeah. The response was like wild. I was expecting people just to be like, she's like Sophia except uglier. <laughs> like I didn't know <laughs> how people would respond because they really know me and then Alex was just like I need to have you on again and I was like what like this is so nice because I'm not used to being the one that's like I would love to be on this thing like I'm used to people bothering me because I'm on a tv show because they think tv is cool so she just was like Hannah we need an update like we talked about when you met this guy I basically told a story that I was having the best sex of my life with this 44 year old and she saw that we I posted a photo of him and she was the first one to comment and texted me and was like Hannah like I met someone too like we're in the same situation we have to talk about this we have to talk about this so finally went to the city we had another like epic two-hour recording I think it's going to air on the 14th it might be another double we don't know but right i'm gonna have around burning in hell also amazing amazing it's just i feel so lucky to have like creatively kind of bonded with this girl she's so smart she's gone through a lot and she's also i just like she's awesome and i think that you're seeing different sides of her now that she's not like just with sophia and they have their like only shtick I actually have to say, like when when it's her, when it was her and Sophia, and to be clear, I never listened to an episode, so this was all judgment based on New York Post articles mm-hmm. and like and like their Instagrams and the way that they looked and like the name of the show and the popularity. It was a combination of me being a fucking old judgy lady mm-hmm. and a jealous fucking bitch. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can totally own that. But like hearing about her through you has made me like and respect her so so much, and. This is like, you know, I mean, Hannah, you are no slouch. You are on Summer House. You have an incredible podcast, Burning in Hell. You were a tennis champion. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you bring up tennis, I'm happy. And now you're on Bravo's chat room. They hand selected out of all the female Bravo celebrities, all the female Bravo celebrities that they could pick from, hand pick Bravo. You are one of four. I am so proud of you so you are Thank accomplishing you. amazing things but there is this massive thing with you being involved minimally a lot whatever the case in the future may be with caller daddy i have to say it's one of the number one questions that i get asked about you like because you know we're friends proximity to you people are so obsessed with the call her daddy so i have to ask you this and maybe it's an unfair question maybe you don't have the answer but like mm-hmm. Do you think in the future you might be joining Call Her Daddy? Is that something that, you know, because that's the number one question I get asked, which is I think is so crazy. I think that I have kind of gotten an invitation to like be a recurring guest. Uh-huh. It, there isn't any organization to it, but it's like when we feel inspired for me to come back on. I do think that Alex is figuring out her own career, too. And I think she's like first trying to just get like her feet in the ground of like hosting her own show. Um, and we haven't had any talks of me being like a co-host or anything. It's more just been like, I I love when you're on and seeing where it goes from there because that shit's complicated. And especially this isn't just like your friendships are very tough. I also experience. She's like so traumatized, doesn't know me that well. I like, I wouldn't expect her to be like, yeah, can you come on as my co-host? And I think she's having fun 
it's much harder finding guests but she's I think she's gonna find like a good rotation of people that she like really liked but also this show is making millions of dollars so it's like it's not so easy to be like hey can I just come in and like I mean to be honest I would do that shit for free because it's just like so fun I know I shouldn't I know don't hit I just this is Taylor. why I have an I just, agent. I just called you Taylor because when I yell, I'm always yelling Taylor, which sounds like I'm yelling at <laughs> myself, which I am. But it's oh other Taylor. God. No, oh I don't. No, Hannah, I know don't my agent would, would never free. Uh, <laughs> would never let me do that. I would literally. I'm the worst negotiator. I'm like. Oh, they have to pay rent. I'll get That's why we Wait, pay, our, pay our representatives ten percent because yes. we suck at representing ourselves. We suck, but. So for people who want to know, like, I think it's we're going to see where it goes. I think during quarantine, it's also hard because I'm like not in the city with her. Like I, I, I like drive in to like do a summer house thing. Right. And then like I jump and do her stuff. So for people who want to know, I think I've we're going to see where it goes. It's just nice to like me and you, Tay, like we don't know where our relationship will go as we create new things. Like you just never know what projects are in the future. So like keep an eye out. I'm not the co-host to call her daddy. However, there are going to be some great episodes coming up, I think. I'm so excited. And I love this newfound friendship. And also, tell Alex I say, hey, girl, hey. Oh, my God. Is that my boyfriend, Des? <laughs> yeah, I can't, he's trying I to mouth something tell, to me and he can't. Tell him, tell Wait, him what I say? can't. The what's here? Cleaner. Oh, the cleaning lady's here, he said. Oh, okay. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I don't clean. So, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to help with that. <laughs> Hannah, I love you so much. Thank you for always coming on and sharing your life. And I just, I'm just so proud of you. I really oh, am. Thank you, and baby. It's really fun to be happy for somebody who isn't you or your partner. It's a really weird feeling, but you're one oh my of God. the few people that I actually feel happy for. Oh my God. Well, that is a good lesson to take out of this. Like, I think I've, with tennis, it was all, back to tennis, but my. Oh, no, shocking. We're here again. <laughs> Clearly, I have past trauma that I've not coped with. And that's how I stay funny while being in love. Um, I was always playing against other girls. And it was always like other girls being ranked higher or better than me. And I dealt with a lot of jealousy. And then when I finally got to college and was on a team, I was like forced to root for other girls. And then I realized how life is actually so much more fun when like when other people succeed that you like. It's even just like bragging, being like, hey, that's my friend. And she's doing this and she likes me. (laughs) like that's how I deal with stuff it's like people who have trouble with jealousy use that jealousy as a way to tell you that's what you want to do and do it exactly what jealousy is it's telling you that that's what you want to do and it's like it's actually a good thing yeah but it's bad when you take your jealousy and you want to destroy the people who are making you jealous that's when jealousy is bad yes that's bad that's a little bad but it's great for reality tv however (laughs) (laughs) also remember that like getting certain things like when you're like chat room and like you know call her daddy like once you get it you you don't you sorry you don't turn into this like new human you still have the same like you feel exactly the same except you happen to be doing something else and some people act more excited for you but like you still feel the same so if anyone's like oh like this will change my life it won't like if people are thinking that like oh hannah thinks her her shit don't stink it's like no hannah still makes really smelly duties <laughs> now des knows about it and now oh, so God. Uh, <laughs> i literally went on amazon and bought gas x tums and like something else don't, to relieve. don't do it let it fly girl well, and like if when it's a hot one, like I, f- I feel like he's going to leave a me. hot one. <laughs> no, trust me. When you know, I have a secret. <laughs> OK, so you know how everybody like secretly loves the smell of their own poop poots, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. We all love the smell of our own farts. Get out of here. If you like you can tell it's like, bad, but like, like you'll still smell it. Guess who I never want to fuck with? Somebody who says they don't pee in pools. Liar! Liars. And also somebody who says they don't like the smell of their own farts. You're, are you human? Wait, so are you saying you do it enough that they start liking it? I'm telling you, it's a great test of a relationship. If if your fart if if your partner starts to not love but kind of start to like your own farts, that's true. Wait, love. you're genius. <laughs> you're genius because what I do do is for some reason he's the first guy that I'm not like paranoid about bad breath. Yeah. Like I used to be so paranoid about my bad breath and now I'm like, if it's bad, I don't care. I want him to like all of me. And in the morning I'm just like I'll just say it this way. I like all of Tay's smells. Like a lot. We're very human beings, we're very animalistic. Pheromones are important. I'm just saying. Wait, that made me feel so much happier. So let us know. Because I've been like I've been like running around scared. 
<laughs> with I like bought like a like a candle in every room, and I'll just light it randomly. And he's like, "Why are you putting that candle on?" And I go, "Don't fucking worry about it. This room needs to be have different energy." <laughs> I'm saging. Like, I'm saging. <laughs> Okay, Hannah, I love you. I love you Thank so you much. Thank you for joining me. You guys, make sure to check out Hannah doing all the things she does. Her podcast is called Burning in Hell. Follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is so good. At Being Burns. My favorite is when she gets she does like partnerships and collabs because <laughs> they're like the most entertaining. They're ads, essentially. But they're the most entertaining advertisements ever. Um, also, you. you can check her out. She's on the Taylor Strecker Show all the time. And you guys, don't forget to check her out on Bravo's chat room, her newest endeavor. I'm so proud of you. You're so well-spoken. You're so funny. You hold your own. Like Portia is obsessed with you, I can tell. And like, we, that's the uh, ultimate. We love Portia. We Portia love is Portia. Like, like one of my favorite. Oh, real quick, before I let you go. Who is your favorite Bravo celebrity? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay, this sounds fucked up, but like, I really like Dorinda. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I know she had a rough season, but like, I really like Dorinda. I think she's hilarious, and something about her, I think she's great. Also, I'm gonna have Leah on my podcast soon. I've just been actually nervous to ask her. I can't wait to hear that because I know that like once I have her on, like I'm gonna be so excited for it, and I just like can't deal with that kind of like stimulation right now. <laughs> but I've been saying on every podcast I want her on, and maybe I'm like waiting for her to ask me or something, but she won't. I'll ask her. I mean, I feel like you guys are complete equals. I mean, we we completely like we we talk like we're friends on Instagram like all the Isn't time. Isn't that weird when we you like have love that? each other? Yeah, like she comments on my shit. I comment. We know we're good, and um, I just always assume that people are like too busy for me. Oh my god, no one because I'm too star. busy for myself. That's also true. Yeah. Um, Hannah, I love you so much. I love how know. we can't get off. We just can't get off. Like the literally, I'll, like I'll, I'll just keep going. We no, also have like a half bye. an hour conversation you before we even started. <laughs> um, you guys, that's it for us this week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Share this with your friends. It's how you show me love. Show me love. Please share, share, <laughs> and share some more. Um, oh, and also make sure to... Uh, make a little comment about the podcast and a nice one if you could but you know what even the bad ones like help so it counts it's really as a fine. rating it, can't, it counts <laughs> as a review either way um Hannah I love you I love you too bye you girl bye it for us bye girl bye until next week <laughs>